Welcome back to the Captain Righteous Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Righteous, and today's episode is why I love the character Spider-Man. Also, this episode has the No Way Home review. Of course, no spoilers, so let's begin. So, right out the way, here's my review of Spider-Man No Way Home. So, if I can rate it, it's 11 out of 10. It's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 out of 10. Now, what that tells you, I was very satisfied with the film. Um, what I love about the movie was the acting, the CGI, the action, the soundtrack, just the overall feel. And this is me avoiding spoilers, but like, I will say this the trailers of the film only show you a little bit of the movie, but I felt nonstop excitement of the whole film. Because if I'm correct, the movie runtime was like at least two and a half hours. Let me tell you this. That's not me dissing Marvel movies. It's like, they're so damn good, and you're so invested in it. Like, oh, wow, what's going to happen next? Oh, no, the bad guy. Wow, that's a um a comic book character reference or, or something. And little do you know, the movie about to end in the next 20 minutes. And I'm not saying the movie's pacing is a problem. God, no, but it's like, I wish, because I, I do know, I do know, with, like with any film, especially a Marvel um, film, of course, they do have deleted scenes. Now, I will tell you this. Whenever they um, release the Blu-ray or whatever, I'm buying it. Like, I know as a Spider-Man fan, I have to buy it, but I'm, I'm, I'm buying it. Because, like, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to get, like, the Sam Raimi uh, trilogy, too, and the two, uh, sorry, excuse me, Amazing Spider-Man movies, too, also, of course. But, like, dude, that, when I say I love that movie, I love that movie. Like, man, watch out. Now, where does it stand with the other Spider-Man movies? Now, to be precise, the Tom Holland movies and the overall movies with, you know, Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield or any, or any other uh, live-action Spider-Man actor. Um, with Tom Holland movies, I love all of them. I love Homecoming and I love Far From Home. But here it is right now. Because they did say they was going to get Tom Holland uh, an additional three movies in his contract, which, let me tell you this bring it on because like if you're not a fan of tom holland that's fine i respect that you might like tony mcguire or you might like andrew andrew garfield spider-man better which is fine but from start i'm from the trilogy from start to end i was satisfied now again the listeners can't will see how excited i am or can't really you know what i mean like see what i'm like see like the like me smiling right now, but um, like God damn, like it's because it, the way I can rate them, and of course I'm talking about the Tom Holland movies. It's No Way Home, Far From Home, and Homecoming. Not saying each movie had its flaws or whatever, but it's like I feel like each movie outdid it to prove how versatile. Well, not only the director is and the writers, because let me tell you this, John Watts. And forgive pardon my ignorance, but I highly doubt this will ever reach him. But you, sir, are doing an excellent job. Because let me tell you this: for far, now, excuse me, um, Homecoming, from Homecoming all the way to this movie, and um, recently um, he's been working on the Fantastic Four movie. Now I don't know who they're casting. I don't know what's the production schedule look like. But let me tell you this: if if you really dig the the uh, recent Spider-Man movies he worked on. I don't care. I'll say this on the podcast. I I'll bet someone, uh, 
I, I don't know what to bet because I'm, I'm just so excited about the prospect of having a a like a actual good Fantastic Four movie with a good director that understands uh the uh, comic book characters, you know. But dude, listen, his his I'm talking about for superhero movies alone because I I think he only um directed the Spider Man movies if I'm correct, but from like Homecoming to No Way Home. That dude got a a, a clean, like a, a good record, a, a really good record of superhero movies. Now, once he finished, because like they're not filming it, they're just in production. But once they start the Fantastic Four movie, listen, I I don't know how I'm gonna act because let me tell you, it's like don't get me wrong, because like I love the Marvel universe, but one of my favorites, um, uh, favorite superhero team within that universe, because originally it was um, the X-Men, but then again, you know, cause, you know, you're growing up, that's my favorite, though, this is my favorite, you, you you hop between different characters and different universes, but either way, I always enjoyed the Fantastic Four um, team because of the um, 90s cartoon and the early 2000 movies. Now, again, say what you want about those first two movies, at least they were better than Fan Four Stick, which it's the Fantastic Four movie that came out twenty fifteen. But god damn, like, and the, and the thing is with Fantastic Four, in my opinion, they're not a, a bad team or a bad idea to at least try out for another movie. If that make any sense, because yes, I understand the CGI, what you got to do for the thing, and da da da. I I get it, a hundred percent get it, but it's like they're like like. Not just them, but like other characters like a Blade or um, Ghost Rider, of course. They are due for another chance. You know what I mean? Like, because Blade is a cool ass character, and shout out to Wesley Snipes. Like, I love those movies, but how long we had like a Blade anything? Like, yeah, not counting the show with um, what's that rapper's name? Because yeah, a rapper did play um, Blade with Sticky Fingers, right? I think. I think that was like only like a web series, I if I can remember. But the point I'm trying to make is we didn't have any blade type of thing in a while now, because like it's weird because even where it stands now, because Marvel said they can give Blade a, a project, but we don't know if it's a movie or uh, a show. Now, if it's a show, I'm fine with it. If it's a movie, I'm fine with it. As a as a fan, not just a Marvel fan, but a comic book fan, just um, give me all of that. But, you know, to wrap this up, No Way Home, you have to watch it. Once it comes to um, Blu-ray, DVD or whatever, buy it. Once it starts um, streaming, I, I highly... Because it's weird because I, I don't want to get into another tangent, but um, where it stands with the Spider-Man movies, I could have sworn I read an article early last year uh, or maybe even 2020 where um, all the Marvel movies... Not Marvel movies, I'm sorry. All the Spider-Man movies might be on Netflix and or Hulu. It just, it just depends because not just like, because I feel like when I say all Spider-Man movies, I'm thinking of Into the Spider-Verse, um, the um, Sam Raimi movies, um, uh, the Andrew Garfield movies, and Tom Holland movies will be in one spot, just all of them. But I might be wrong, so please don't quote me on that. But with that being said, whatever you got to do to watch this movie, do what you gotta do. If you got like a girlfriend or boyfriend, hey, take them. Like, if, if they're not a fan, spider, I mean, well, maybe because like you don't want to like drop them into the movie and they know they have no idea what happened to the last two movies. But it, it's fine. So, um, moving on to the rest of the episode, of course. 
So the episode is called Why Do I Love the Character Spider-Man or Why Do I Love Spider-Man? And I'm talking about not just comic books, but movies, as I just mentioned earlier, uh, video games, which I've done an episode, I think last, yeah, I think last year, 2020, my top 10 favorite superhero games. One of them was Marvel Spider-Man. And it's basically, uh, uh, this episode is basically uh, appreciation towards the character Spider-Man and to the creative Spider-Man. Now, Spider-Man was created, um, uh, 1962, 1962 by Stanley and Steve Ditko. I was going to say Jack Kirby, but I was you know what? God, well, like, God rest their souls, of course, but had Jack Kirby, I want to know what a Jack Kirby Spider-Man would look like. Because Jack Kirby, well, to keep it brief, um, Jack Kirby was one of, or the best, uh, American comic book writers and artists, his work is so implemented. Sorry, sorry, his work is so influ- influential. I hope I'm saying it right because his work on DC, especially with you know Dark Side and the New God, still carries on, and especially the design choice. Because if you will Google Jack Kirby right now, it's like I can't give you a specific image, but there'll be characters like I mentioned Dark Side and the New Gods or the Eternals. Because I think, yeah, he, he did work on the Eternals. And the way they look, it's so futuristic and it's so him. Because, you know, as an artist myself, I don't want to sound sophisticated. Like, as an artist myself, like, you know, I'm highbrow or whatever. But as an artist, you got to make your own way by at least having a specific way how you draw things. Like, oh, well, this is how I draw eyes or this is how I draw hands or it's overall how you create and build your own style. Uh, Jack Kirby and, of course... Him and I have other favorite comic book um, artists. Frank Miller in his early career, whatever he's doing now, I, I don't know what the hell. Because, like, obviously, you look at this is Frank Miller in 1980 something to Frank Miller now, and it's like, the fuck? Like, I'm sorry, I, that's not even a diss to him, but it's like, as a, a comic book artist fan, like, I love the art. His art been suffering. I'm telling you, bro, like, y'all, y'all, y'all might think I'm being a dick. You, Go Google, go go Google, go Google. You can't say that twice. Please Google his artwork, his older artwork, and his current artwork because that's just a damn shame. But with that being said, I don't know why I'm talking about comic book artists, but anyways, um, Spider Man was created by Steve Ditko and Stan Lee. The reason why he was created is because back in the day, I'm talking about prior to the 1960s, whenever you have a teenage superhero. And just put this in your mind, right? Because nowadays you can make teenage superheroes. They can be like Spider-Man-esque where they got superpowers and, you know, they're trying to use it the best way they can. Or they could be dicks about it. But it depends how you write them. But I wouldn't say, how say this? But if you were to create a, a teenage superhero back then, they would be most likely used as a psychic. Like Robin, Aqualad, Wonder Girl, or... um speedy uh green arrow psychic but what what makes spider-man dope is because not only he's he's only here because they about it when peter parker became spider-man it depends on the continuity because some says some will say he was 15 when he, when he got bit by the spider some others will say he's 16 when he got bit by the spider or 17 but it just it hops around but basically he's a young man so ideally and i do mean ideally spider-man would be calling himself the arachnid kid, spider boy, because he's still, he's still an adolescent. 
However, you know, you have to admit that was pretty ballsy to say, oh, I'm not Spider-Boy, I'm Spider-Man. And that's what we all call him, Spider-Man, right? Of course. But with that being said, not only he was one of the first teenage superheroes in American comic books, it was that he became the star, not the starship, but the flagship of Marvel comic books. And when I say that is when you think of Marvel, and let's just say you don't really read the comic books like that, which is fine. No one's not judging you. I won't judge you. But who's Spider-Man? Oh, Spider-Man. That's the guy who can swing webs, which is cool. Like, you, you know that ba- like very, very basic logic. You know, I'm sorry, that basic information where obviously I'm not calling the people who just know that dumb. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, like, the character is so iconic and is so inf- influential where that mask, that the flip, because, you know, in the comic books, that's how you shoot his webs. That's the sound of it. Certain little things, little nuances of Spider-Man, you just know. Now, if I ask you who the Incredible Hulk is, oh, that's the green dude with the um, pur- purple pants. Easy. Like, you got it, you know? Like, you, like if, if there was a Jeopardy of uh, comic book characters, I'd probably win it. That's just not me being confident. That's just me, you know, you know at least... Assuming I would win, unless they'll pull some BS. But anyways, um, he become he becomes one of Marvel's flagship characters, and also the character of Spider-Man, not just him, but other characters too, like Daredevil or Luke Cage. I'm talking about street level heroes. They do Spider-Man deal with like some real shit because in the comic books, Spider-Man would have to be would have to be dealing with um uh, uh, over overdue bills. He about to get kicked out of his apartment. Aunt May is getting old, which I don't want to be mean to the characters. He's been old, but, you know, as older someone gets, their health deteriorates, which that makes sense, and that's fair. But one of the things I love about Spider-Man is, like, not only he's a street-level character, but it's like, well, damn, I got to pay my rent, too. Spider-Man is going the same way, going through the same things I'm going through. And it, it, it makes him feel more relative, if that makes sense. Like, you, like you could be Spider-Man. Metaphorically speaking, please don't 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 dress in a costume and fight crime because you end up getting like getting your ass whooped by the wrong one. Don't do that. What I'm trying to get at is that that's one of the reasons why I personally love Spider Man is because it's of uh, the realism. Sometimes I'll keep it real. This is where I'm sorry. This is where keeping it real goes wrong. According to the character Spider Man, I don't know what story um, this was, but. There was a story where Spider-Man, I assume, saved the rich person. And the rich person was like, oh, Spider-Man, thank you for saving my life. Here's a million dollars. And you know Spider-Man, oh, I don't do it for the money. And the person was like insisting, hey, I'm I'm rich. Like, I can make this easy. Take this a million dollars. And I love Spider-Man. I swear to God I do. That has to be the dumbest decisions he ever did. Because I don't care. Call me stupid. Call me petty. If so, if, if let, let's say... What's his face? Drake. I, I love Drake's music. One of my favorite rappers. Imagine I say Drake from a moving car or Drake was choking off his food. And I can actually perform the high maneuver. Uh, excuse me, maneuver. I think I said manure. Basically, the highlight move to get someone to stop choking. I say Drake's live. Oh, damn. Captain Righteous, you're cool. I'm. So, that sounds so corny when I said that. But no. Basically, Drake gave me a million dollars. Like, I would, I would listen. I'm not gonna front. I will, like, I want. God damn, because I would take. It. I'm not gonna front. Like the fuck. Like I try to save, I uh, save your life, but 
you don't want to make everything you do about money or, or something. I can see why Spider-Man refused the money, but bitch, you're broke. You have pills to pay. Like money, and, and people can argue. I might make this an episode. Uh, don't quote me on this, but money doesn't buy you happiness, which is true. But money can relieve certain stress from your life. Damn, I got student loans. Damn, my baby mama's on my back. I forgot to pay child support. I gotta pay my rent. I gotta, you know, pay my water bill. All certain things. Like I don't care who you are, rich, middle class, broke. You need money to to go on. Like, hey, you got a car? That that requires money, bro. Like, you need to pay money to to get tires, get your car check, whatever. Like, you, you need money. Now, I'm not saying it makes you the happiest person on earth, but it depends. Because it, that, I promise you. Again, I might make that episode. I might, but moving on. That was one of the dumbest moments. I'm talking about like you could. He could have easily, you know, took that money and like at least put it towards investments or um pay his bills or something. But I guess that's what makes the character unique. Even though it's a dumbass way of showing it, but whatever. Anyways, um, when I became a Spider-Man fan, I became a Spider-Man fan when I was like. I want to say three years old. And the reason why I say that is because my parents actually had uh, a VCR tape, not VCR, but like the VCR player and VHS tapes of Spider-Man cartoons. And what I mean by Spider-Man cartoons, they had the, you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, the 1966 cartoon. I think they had one tape of that. And I think they had two tapes of the Spider-Man, the animated series, which if you don't know what that is, that's the only Spider-Man show with the um the, the the rock theme song, you know, Spider-Man. Yeah, that's literally that's the whole that's the whole song, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Radioactive Spider. Like, hey, come on now, like if you know what that show is, like like you're goaded in my opinion. But no, um, my parents would play that because you know, as a kid, you throw tantrums, you cry a lot, and as they would tell me, um, if I'm bored or I guess if I was good, they would just play a tape, and I just like shut the world out not to be so in tune with Spider-Man. And, you know, don't get it twisted. Like, you're talking to a guy, and, and that's why I say, like, and I want to I wanna take a little a brief pause from the topic. You can't be, I'm a Marvel fan. DC sucks. Spider-Man could beat up Superman or some shit. Like, you can say that, and that's your opinion, but on the flip side of that, Marvel sucks. Uh, Superman could beat up the Hulk. You can, again, you can say that, but as in my childhood, my childhood proves that not just not mines, but like all our childhood combined, you know, that's all purpose purpose of the Captain Righteous podcast. The purpose is to not rely on nostalgia, but talk about, hey, remember that show, Teen Titans? I love that, and I love Marvel, and we can like at least build a connection on the show. You know what I mean? But anyways, like you're talking to the same guy who watched the amazing Spider-Man cartoon, but also watched Teen Titans, or I watch, let's see, the Iron Man show, cartoon show, when um, Tony Stark had that mullet and that mustache, and I also watched the Superman, Superman the Animated Series. So, you know, at least, like, try out both sides of, of the um, spectrum. But anyways, um, but no, I, I love Spider-Man. I definitely love all the other um, 90s Marvel cartoons. Some of them fell through, like the Avengers one, um, Unite We Stand. It wasn't bad, but in my opinion, it was kind of boring. But moving on, um, why uh, I mentioned why did I love Spider-Man? I mentioned that he was very down to earth 
And I feel like with the character Spider-Man, and if I don't mention this soon, uh, sooner or later, I might forget it. But with the character of Spider-Man, like, and I didn't, and I did mean this, any of us, like, metaphorically, of course, could be Spider-Man because Spider-Man is within us in the sense where you and I may not be the same person dealing with the same problems, but nine times out of ten, you might have bills, you might have to take care of a elderly family member, which is not wrong with that. Please take care of your grandmothers and your aunts and your uncles and your grandpas and all that. But it's something where, you know, you can pick up a, a, a not just pick up, because you, you can't just start a Spider-Man comic book, a, God damn, a Spider-Man comic book at any point. You have to get to the start of it, because, you know, you get different writers and get different stories or even different universes. But anyways, you pick up a Spider-Man comic book and certain problems Peter Parker is going through, you can relate. Despite the fact that he's a superhero, you can understand him on a human level. And also, is that, like, that Spider-Man suit in, in any Spider-Man thing, you can, like, twist and make it your own. Like, now, for example, um, if you remember Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I'm not spoiling the movie, I don't believe in spoilers, there's a character named Pay, it was that Pay, not Pay, it was May, May Park, my apologies, May Parker, what was it? Because not Aunt May, because it's the anime, um, god damn it. it was the anime May with the spider mech, let's call it spider mech, and she's a little girl that controls a spider mech, and that's a perfect example where it's not the typical red and blue Spider-Man suit, but it's like something that was inspired by it, transferred into a anime, because that's actually a comic book series, but it's like a, a anime mech thing, you know what I mean? Which, I know that's not enough to go by, but it's like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, um, Iron Man, not because they're men, but I'm saying it's like that, that, that iconic, oh, that's Iron Man, you know who that is due to the movies, and you can slap Iron Man into the 1800s as a, a how serious, not a pirate, but like something where it's like, you don't got the, 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 like the, the modern tech of Iron Man, but you get to see Iron Man in some steampunk-esque suit, you know what I mean? And that's the same thing I, I look at Spider-Man as, I'm like, yeah, you know, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, anyone, well, I'm sorry, Ben Riley, because that's his clone, anyone could be Spider-Man in the comic books, but the way, it's just certain characters, I'm talking about the, the, the mask, if that make any sense, the identity, let me just be clear, the identity of Spider-Man is just so interesting, you know what I mean? Because there's literally a Spider-Man, a Spider-Monkey, Spider-Ham. Like, you just slap something, like, let's say Spider-Robot or Spider-Vampire, which that sounds horrifying, but I just, that's the part about, one of the things I love about the character of Spider-Man, of course. My all-favorite Spider-Man movie, which I said this earlier in the podcast, now you're talking about animated movies, it is Into the Spider-Verse, hands down, no no complaints from me. Now, all action, and again, I'm not complaining. Just give me all that you want. Um, right now, is No Way Home. No Way Home is just top tiers. No Way Home, uh, second to that, far from home. Third from that is Spider-Man 2. You know, I can get, I can just continue the list, but the point is, No Way Home is my current Spider-Man, my favorite Spider-Man movie. Now, again, in recent news, Tom Holland is getting three more movies in the MCU. And again, they did say, because it's conflicting, because... Not for Tom Holland, but I'm talking about Andrew Garfield. They did say um, he was open to play more Spider-Man movies, which, yes, gave, me a, gave us more. 
I don't know if Amazing Spider-Man 3 is a thing now, but if it is, I guess celebrate, you know, um, be happy, I guess. Don't get me wrong, I'll still watch it because I love Amazing Spider-Man. But with that being said, we'll see. Because, you know, maybe Amazing Spider-Man 3, what well, could, well, would and could happen and might be better than No Way Home. Like, we're not sure. But, and, of course, moving on. Um, why do I want to see more out of Spider-Man? Now, from the movies, on the movie side, let me just say this. I want to see more obscure characters getting their just due. Now, we did get Vulture and Mysterio in the last two um, Tom Holland movies. What I want to see is Jackal. And Jackal, okay, so from what I can remember, Jackal, it's weird because he's either a clone of Peter Parker, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm remembering it correctly, or he was just some random dude who got powers of a Jackal, or looks like a Jackal. Like, that's his whole point. Like, that dude looks like a, a Jackal. I think a Jackal's kind of like a... <sighs> please don't quote me on this, but he's kind of like a rabbit dog. You know, As, I know it sounds ridiculous, but like maybe get some like characters you never heard of. Thus, you know, the Jackal. I want to see the Jackal. Uh, I want to see the Shocker, of course. Cause they did. Sh- they they. Sh- God damn, I'm stuttering. They did show the Shocker in Homecoming, but he's in jail. And I, what I really want to see is Scorpion. Now, the reason why I say Scorpion, because Scorpion in Spider-Man has like a. I'm trying to think of a good um, example. They those two have a 50 Cent and Ja Rule beat beef. Um, they have um, yeah, bear with me. They have uh shit. Oh, what they have? Like they have like a serious beef. That's the point I'm trying to make. But like their beef is like it, it, it's, it's I can't really describe. It. It's like. It's some, it's real. Like anytime Spider-Man or Scorpion sees each other, it's on site. Now, of course, you know Spider-Man is a good guy. He wants to, um, he wants to save Scorpion, so he won't, you know, further his life in crime. Of course, but anytime those two fight, it's on and popping. But there's a situation, not a situation, but there was an example in the comic books where Scorpion actually got the Venom suit, and he was strong enough to actually kill Spider-Man. So. Again, I don't know how the MCU because it's weird because um, I don't spoil it, but like, let's just say if they do go to a certain route with the with the character Scorpion, he has to get that suit, or he has to be powered up in a, in a way where, like Spider Man, like he because you know the way Homecoming and like the the character the character excuse me, the actor who was playing, God damn it. He wasn't Scorpion yet. He was just like him, his like normal self. But like he didn't get the suit. But what I'm trying to get at is, whatever they they're trying to do in a move on the movie side, I'm for it because what Homecoming and Far From Home and of course No Way Home taught me that the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man movies will be bigger and better than the last one because, like I said, Far From Home was good. No, I'm sorry. Homecoming was good, but No Way Home literally just blew those two out the water. And that doesn't mean don't watch those movies. Please watch those movies. But, dude, like, the, these movies are getting bigger and better and crazier. And I'm all for it. Now, again, that was for the movie side of Spider-Man. For the games, we are getting Spider-Man 2, which, again, unfortunately, I didn't play Miles Morales yet, so please don't spoil it. I will play it. And Spider-Man 2, and that's in that story of the game, because it's not even out yet, they are um, introducing Venom, and you said, you said, excuse me, if they're telling me they, they're they giving us Venom, I'm all for it. And you know the crazy part about Venom? 
They got Tony Todd. Now, let me explain who Tony Todd is. If you're a horror fan like me, I'm only a, a small horror fan. I, I only watch certain movies that I actually love. But Tony Todd is Candyman. Now, have you ever watched Candyman as a kid? Man or woman or whatever you want to identify as, that which is fine. That's a scary motherfucker. Like, I, as a kid, I don't care. That's just to try to, you know, like, you know how your siblings are. Say, say Candyman. Say, and then you try to say Candyman. And he's trying to shut the door on you. And yeah, I ain't say it. Swear to God, I didn't be like, nah, man. But with that being said, they actually got the, not him to play as Candyman, but they got the, the the actor to play as Venom. Now, what I'm in with it, I'm like, yo, give me it. Like, again, I, I can't give you another example of Tony Todd voice acting because I, I will give you a a, a reference because he played Dark Side in the Justice League Apocalypse movie. And let me tell you this. In that movie, the movie was good. Let me tell you this: that movie is graphic as hell for uh, an animated movie. But give it a shot, I, like please give it a shot. But him as Dark Side, let me tell you this: he was so goddamn intimidating because Dark Side is a big character. And he has had that big booming voice, like something where I don't know if anyone has like a, a father with, like a scary voice, like hey, put it down. Like that's not that's not scary. Like, I'm sorry, but something where it's commanding, like hey, I want you to put that down sit down and shut up and you do exactly like that but with that being said um i that's for i want to play i want to play spider-man 2 as peter parker because peter parker and miles morales is in the same game but you're fighting as not as venom but you're fighting against venom again i know the listeners can't see my arms i'm i'm shrugging give me it i know i'm sound greedy but like that it's gonna be a crazy ass game and i'm all for it of course now again that's for the games. That was for the movies. But for the comic books, I want Peter Parker, and I know this asking too much because Marvel, they don't reboot. They always go back to how the character originally started because let me just keep it brief. So Peter Parker had his body stolen by um, Otto Octavius or, or Doc Ock, as you know. When Dr. Octavius stole his body, he basically you know, used his um, intelligence and start a, a company called Parker Industries because, you know, he was in Peter's part uh, Peter's body. So when Peter got his body back, Peter, you know, literally emerged as a, I think, a billionaire or a millionaire. Because Spider-Man, for a time being, he was rich as hell. Needless to say, crazy things happened. Peter lost his company and went back to work for the Daily Bugle, which I know the listeners might think that's cool, but like, it's like saying, "Hey guys, you you you're so rich. You you're about like ten billion dollars rich, and you work at Seven Elevens, which I'm not dissing Seven Eleven workers, but I'm saying like you're at the highest point of your life, and you can't blame you know Peter Parker for that because you know there's so much things that happened when he you know became the CEO and when the company went under. I I might have to make that its own separate episode, but the point I'm trying to make is." Cool, I guess, but when he worked for the um the Daily Bugle, he's basically I think he was the uh he became the photographer again, but also became an editorial um writer or something. So in the, and well of course in the comic books, but in the Daily Bugle, Peter Barker has his own section of the newspaper, which yes, they still use newspaper, which people will still read newspapers, let's you know, keep it straight, but they gave him his own place to write his science stuff, which is interesting. But it's like, but like, how much does it pay? Listen, I don't want to be, I don't want to, um, I don't want to pocket watch. Well, this is a fictional character, of course, but it's like, 
like it's just like again, you you were a billionaire or a millionaire, you have lots of money, and you're working at fucking um uh Walmart or something. And that's not me dissing Walmart workers, but I'm saying like you were at the highest point in your life and here you go doing the same dumb shit. I'm I'm sorry, but what I want from Marvel, especially in the comic books regarding Spider-Man, I want him to be married to Mary Jane. Yes, him and Mary Jane, they've been broke up, you know, because it was a story and Peter Barker basically uh, sacrificed his, ma- his marriage to save Aunt May. And yes, that was very, that was a tough sacrifice, but like, bro, like you got to think of yourself. And that's not, that's not being selfish, but May lived her life. You have to live your life, Peter. You know, of course, to the character, of course, but I just want to see him married so he can have spider babies and retire and Miles Morales become the new Spider-Man. Because it's weird, even now, because like in the Marvel Universe, in the comic books, there's two Spider-Men. So it's Miles Morales and Sp- and Peter Parker as Spider-Men. So it's like saying I'm Batman, but I'm Batman wearing a black and gray costume or something like uh, yeah, that's what Batman's costume is, like, mostly black and gray, but I'm saying, like, there can't be two Batman. Like, one of you got at least, well, yeah, Miles Morales dressed different than Peter and has his own powers, but, like, one of them has to make some distinction, like, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2, but they never really done something like that. Now, that's just me hoping, and again, part of my, um, my rants and my ramblings, but... For for the character, I really want to see Peter Parker because in the comics he's quote unquote grown up because it's weird because I, I did say Marvel don't reboot, they always go back to the status quo. So Spider-Man became Spider-Man age 15, and where he is now is like at least 28. But there's nothing wrong with that. 28's not old, but I'm saying is like still you would expect him to at least you know be married or at least had a child. And it depends on certain continuities because there's one a potential future where he has a son and a daughter, which funny enough, they're both redheads and they both have spider powers, but it depends. Um, before I finish, oh, sorry, before I um end this episode, who's my favorite Spider Man actor? Um, at the moment, it has to be Tom Holland. Now, I know I've been on that man non stop. Sorry, pause on that. It's like not like that, but it's like. I respect his acting. His acting is dope. I respect his physicality when it comes to Spider-Man because when an actor or actress becomes a superhero, like let's say Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot don't just show up to be Wonder Woman because from what I know, I don't know how many months she has to train for a movie or a scene, but after she trains, she has to get that right figure for the role and she has to be like, okay, Wonder Woman, when she throws a punch, gal, I'm not speaking to her, but it's like a director would be, she has to put some oomph to it. Because like you, you're punching like this. I know that's like a, a madman, but like it, it, like Tom Holland has that physicality to be Spider-Man. Because if I'm correct, I think Tom Holland took some years in um, uh, gymnastics. And, you know, if you know what who is Spider-Man, like he mostly does flip spins twirls, high kicks. You know, Spider-Man is a very agile person, you know? But the acting's dope. His physicality's dope. And I just feel like no respect to Tobey Maguire because I, I, I loved his version of, of Peter Parker growing up, of course. And Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker was too. It was also cool, too. But I feel like Tom Holland is one of those things like 
it's too hot, this is too cold, but this is just right. Like, uh, what is it, Goldilocks or something, the Three Bears, I, I think. Forgive me if I'm not familiar with um, fairy tales, but it was just like, I, I feel like with his movies, they, they, they're setting up a bar for, you know, future Spider-Man movies, of course, because, you know, Tom Holland will be Spider-Man forever. Like, after that, ideally, and I do mean ideally, DC, DC, God damn it. I'm sorry, Disney. I keep saying DC, Disney, Disney, DC, but Disney or the MCU would switch to Miles Morales as a new Spider-Person to focus on them, hopefully, you know. But um, to end this episode, of course, because I don't want to drag it on too long, uh, welcome to the Captain Righteous ep- uh, excuse me, podcast. Damn. Uh, welcome to the Captain Righteous podcast. This is officially season seven. I should have said this at the beginning. Damn. This is season seven, the first episode of season seven. And happy new year to my old and new listeners. Um, hopefully this year, um, I want to say just the same old, same old. Expect uh, new episodes on Fridays at 11 a.m. in the morning. Um, hopefully, and I don't want to jinx it, but I want to, you know, get more special guests into this episode. Episode. This episode. All special guests in this episode. Excuse me. All special guests in this season's episode. Episodes, of course. Um, n- like, more special guests. I'm still trying to work a way into... Filming this episode and recording this episode, you can see me on camera fucking up words like DC or Marvel or Disney or Marvel, like something like that. And at least like be a part of it. You know what I mean? Like you're just actually in the room chatting with a weirdo talking about comic books and, and cartoons. <laughs> um, but no, thank you for uh continuing listening to the podcast. If you have any other input, like Oh, Captain Righteous, you missed because Spider-Man actually or something you need to pay attention to or it was like audio trouble, 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 trouble. God damn. Like, again, that would be awesome to catch that on camera, me fucking up words. But the point which I make is if it's like audio trouble or just some other concerns, you know, question, comments or concerns, go to my DMs. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at uh, Captain underscore underscore righteous. My ins- Instagram. That was my Instagram. My Twitter is underscore C righteous. Um, I'm on Twitter, not a lot, but I just go in, retweet, like some things, and just be out. But you know, again, don't be afraid to um, hit me up and um, ask. Like, give me like uh, good inputs or hey, this episode suck. Do better. You know, do what you got to do. Um, this has been the Captain Righteous Podcast. All right. Bye. Peace. (laughs) That was awkward as shit.